This week on the reverse stick. Um, not sure. What do you want to do? Find out. Okay. Back now. And welcome to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's episode number 146. Every week, every single week, the Global Hockey Podcast delivered to you for almost, almost every single week, delivered to you for free. And then when there's absolutely no charge, it's free, John. Is it? It's free. Oh. Oh, unless, of course, you're a Patreon supporter. Well, we're not getting paid for it. Oh, yeah, they pay for it. And they do, they do indeed, and they help us out. Thank you. Very kindly with our hockey podcast endeavours. You can do that too. Head to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. I'm Matt Allen. You are? John Lee. And we are? The reverse stick. The global hockey podcast. Hey! Hey! Yo, yo, mate. Yo, yo, yo. We'll go hopo. It's a glow hopo t-shirt coming soon. Is there? Yeah. Have you done it? Designs are in. I'm just waiting done? for the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the missus give it the okay? She said, yep, I'd put the girls in that. I didn't show it to anyone. John, I'm, just, I'm a maverick you, like that. Oh, no, you're worried about property rights, eh? Yeah, well... Just in case it sneaks out, you know. You've got to have your name on things if you want to own them, John. We'll find it out as the show goes on. You, you do. Uh, How's your hockey week, mate? Well, I didn't really have one. Didn't you? I did. Well, we flew home, of course. Oh, a bit rough. Uh, it was. Got in Sunday from the uh, FRPL from great, great stay in the People's Republic. Yeah, of course to Germany from the women and uh, India yeah. and the men. And didn't they celebrate? <sighs> didn't they just, John? No, yeah. The no. cheese, the schlop beer. We never even spoke about the local wine, did we? No, we didn't speak about the local wine. And How we, was that? And we never will again, John. <laughs> okay, I think we need this section of the program. Is it news? <laughs> News and the big news this week comes from the EHL. Matt breaking. Is, well, there is EHL news, John, and uh, it's come out that the uh, the plans are for the remainder of the 2019-20 season to be played from October the 14th to the 18th in Amsterdam. But more importantly, we learn from the Studio Hockey. That's the Annoyatron, John. We'll come back to that. Um, uh, from studiohockey.com podcast out today, we've heard it from Mariah. It's not drones, is it? It's not beer drones, but there's delivery of beer and food to your seat in the stadium. Revolutionary stuff for hockey. Wait a sec. It's not drones then? No, it's not drones. South Pass asked for drones. In the fiscally responsible pro league, John, we had schlop being delivered direct to your mouth from uh, schlop guns um, from the schlop servers in the stadium. Hang on a sec. Hey, are, are we talking table service? It's table service to your seat. It's happened in a lot of sports over the world, um, John. Over the world, over the year, over the world, yeah. No, all over the world. That's what I want to add there. Um, baseball, they've done it for years. You've got no, the I little app. You, you can what, get get your pretzels and your, your wait hot a sec. dogs. What, what you're talking about here is table service outside of the corporate area. Yep. So you and I in the stand, John. So it's in the price of the ticket, or is it 
a special no, it's extra? Not, no, it's like, you know, you you know, you a certain part of the stadium no, you and you get the, that? Or? No, you download the app and, and you just you, 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 you put your credit card details in on PayPal or whatever beforehand and then away you go. Just okay. click and collect. Oh, because I originally saw that. Uh, I saw the drones part of it. Oh, no, oh, that was an idea from Bernardo from drones. South Pass uh, as an idea. Um, Ernst said, oh, there's a new thing happening on a, one, of, one of the little groups that we've got. There's, there's a new thing happening with EHL. So, we, so we, we put a lot of ideas up there going, what could it be? What could it be? Okay. What could it be? Beer to your seat. Oh, so... Table Not that exciting. I, was ex- I thought there was some, some kind of massive rule innovation, maybe... You know, uh, nine-a-side hockey or reducing the um, the numbers of players through the game or playing with orange balls or, who, you know, who knows? What, what, if you took a survey of fans, right, for mm-hmm. any, any given particular sport, and one of the things fans don't like at sport, in my experience, is uh, during the game phase, having to get up and down out of their little cramped stadium seat to make room for people who are getting... But we talked about this, no, 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 we talked about this... I'm all for the drones, where we avoid that. But I'm just saying, waiters going up and down line, and people just bopping up and down all the time to let Mate, people we, we talked, we've, we've talked about this with, with the, the quarters in the game. It's, it's not that two minutes isn't enough time to get to the bar and get a beer and get back again. But... If you need a beer, you're going to sort of duck off at that time and you, you then return for the next quarter about three minutes in. Every single... If you're lucky. Every, no, every, yeah, if you're lucky. Every single time I do that, you go, oh, jeez, I've missed a bit more of the game there. Whereas if you know your half-time break is your half-time break, what do you do, John? You buy two beers for the second half, don't you? Well, that's generally that's the it. idea. The savvy connoisseur. Maybe, of the game maybe it's got something to do with my that. my planning at venues, but um, I'm all, oh yeah, I'm all for the the uh, the table service to the seat. Yes, please. A tick. Okay. Have we got any more news? Anything more outstanding happened in the, the hockey? Oh, there's a bit more. There, there is there is a bit more on the um, the same post um, about the update on Eurohockey.org. Check it out. I'm not going to read that. I'm going well, to read lots of stuff out. No, no, we, we had, had another important announcement during the week. We did? About, um, you know, television and broadcasts and stuff. Oh, from the FIH. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we mentioned last week that there were two big announcements to um, to come out soon. And, uh, hang on, let me f- just find We're hoping they're about sponsors, weren't we? I've got the, well... Yes, it? no, and then a little, a little, a little later on in the week, we had a message going, coming, coming through to us saying, "Oh, there is going to be an announcement about uh, broadcasting and a deal that's been done." Uh, let me find, uh-huh. find a link here, John. I'm, hang on, here we go. This is it. Uh, a first of its kind OTT solution. In the market to date, we'll centralise all FIH content from across the globe in a single platform. The first stream on the mutually created solution will go live on the 19th of January with the start of the inaugural FIH Pro League. Um, in, partnering with F- hang on. in partnering with FIH to build FIH.live, my Cujo are right. creating a ground... Right. A ground... 
a groundbreaking relationship where they are providing their technology at no cost to FIH or their audience, creating FIH's direct-to-fan OTT. Hang on, hang on. That's over the top, that means, John. Uh, My Cujo will be a participant no, no, to its no, own... No, no. Right, hang on. My Cujo. Yeah? That, that, that's not the right one, is it? The announcement they made the other day. I've got a, there's an announcement here from um, Pedro Praise with the CEO and co-founder of MyQJO. Hockey is a global sport and involves an immense community. With FIH.Live, FIH and MyQJO will harness the power of the sport. Just let me finish, John. And the power of this community to bring more content and value to hockey players and fans worldwide. And we will do it in a groundbreaking joint venture. We're delighted to have found a trusting partner in FIH with a genuine vision and appetite for a digital digital innovation. John, please. Thierry Ville, CEO of FIH, stated no, no. the following... John, let me finish, please. Stated the following regard... Hey, you couldn't get it together, could you? Let's, let's be honest about this now. John, You're breaking me, the magic. John, let me finish. Thierry Ville, CEO of FIH, stated the following regard this agreement... FIH.Live is a great opportunity for the global... <laughs> piss off, get out, get out of my vision. For the global hockey community to engage with current fans as well with people who are yet to become fans. It will boost the production of user-generated content and bring hockey games live to many more fans in a simple way. I'm really happy that we will benefit from my Kujo's expertise and creativity. <laughs> Creativity to help us achieving these goals. Um, there we go. That's uh, that's that's uh, from Thierry Ville, CEO of FIH, and Pedro Preza, CEO and co-founder of MyCujo. What date is that? Oh, sorry, sorry. I, don't, I was ja- trying to let you know. That's January that's the eighth. That's a bit old. That's January the eighth, twenty nineteen. Um, that's when they were. Announcing that five-year partnership. For when? Um, January 2019. 2019, yeah, that's... Um, uh, what, about 18 months? Not quite 18 months yet. 16, no, not 18, 16 months ago. Um, okay. Now, what you want, John? Yeah. Oh, Here no, we go, here this we go. This week's announced. FIH and Nagra sign a 10-year partnership, not the five-year, like I did with my 10 years, much more confident in this one, partnership to deliver a game-changing digital experience for fans. The International Hockey Federation, FIH, the world's governing body for the sport of hockey, and NAGRA, a Kudelski group, 6, colon, K-U-D dot S, company, and the world's leading independent provider of content protection and multi-screen video solutions, have signed a 10-year partnership that brings together the established sports leadership of the FIH and NAGRA's market-leading <laughs> digital media solutions to deliver a groundbreaking fan engagement service. The most important thing, John, this is this next line. The new platform will be the home of hockey. Creating a central community, there goes my screen, for the 30 million players, fans and officials worldwide. It will also benefit the global growth of the sport through new awareness expanded fan engagement and new sources of revenue 
for the FIH. That's the most important line there, John. New sources of revenue well, for the so- FIH. New sources of data mining, did you say? Well, it's interesting. You go to the NAGRA homepage, delivering content is only a very small part of what they do. They're very much about the protection business. Are they? Oh, yeah. Interesting deal. Um, cause it, it, it opens it up to the cynical in a lot of ways, considering the announcement you first read out. Um, regarding the MyCujo deal some 16 months ago. And FIH.live. Now. But it's still live. What does still, it mean? It's still there. Will, will it continue to operate under the name of FIH.live? Or, or does this new thing, the Nagra thing, is that then FIH.live? Is the app that we'll get, is that FIH.live? Are we getting an app? I think we're going to get an app. Are we going to get like the tracking shit that was, <laughs> you know, where they were going to track dudes and, that, that's the last Congress. That, do you want, that's do you not want, that long ago. That's no, two you years mean ago. no? The that's the analytics. Listen to you. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, no. Maybe you know, they we were going to put up old games. Yeah, 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 the games from the fifties, and you know, take the metrics from those games and match them up against modern get modern day players. Yeah, yeah. No, that didn't happen. Maybe it'll happen with this, John. That would be good. I'm, you know, it's fantastic. Here, here we are. There's a new partnership has been announced that's going to deliver us into the, the 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 new digital future, John. All I see from it is is it's going to cost hockey players and those that are actually core key supporters and members of our hockey family. It's going to cost us more to get our eyes on what's coming out of the FIH. No. So is this, uh, what sort of broadcast deal exactly is this? It's not a deal, is it? It's a partnership, John. So it's, it's, oh, we're, not, we're, we're not talking about a, a sponsorship deal. Deployed, no, deployed oh, and operated by Nagra as a sports So are ad. they setting up their own production It's, it's a sports as service offering. Multifaceted digital platform developed for web, mobile and smart TVs, including... Live matches, replays, highlights, videos, archives, news, articles, live scores, results, and, here's the big one, John, for me, statistics. Well, that would be nice. Who's going to be providing the data on those statistics? Because we haven't worked it out very well so Well, the far. FIH owns the rights to all their own statistics, and that's in the Constitution, or the, the whatever they call it, articles, yeah. Constitution. yeah. Um, so that's all in there. They don't have to worry about that. They can provide it themselves, you would think. Um, but the new service will be, be, be launched simultaneously. This is a delivery platform, the, the, though, the, isn't the, it? The new service will be launched simultaneously with the resumption of live international matches. In addition, the platform will provide the FIH, Continental Federations, National Associations, and, and here we go, John, clubs. Clubs with a centralised management service for their millions of participants and fans. With more, than, with more than 30 million participants, the International Hockey Federation has always had great ambition for the worldwide promotion and development of its sport, improving our digital engagement for the whole hockey community, and primarily our fans and athletes, has been, our, has been one of our key objectives, said Tierra Ville. What do you reckon the key objective of a, a data production company would be in um, accessing 30 million, do- 30 million user accounts, well, the 30, potentially? Well, the 30 million is, 
it's absolutely dreaming from the start, <laughs> isn't it? It's absolutely dreaming. And well, I and think a, so. And, and where are the engagement engagement levels with those those thirty million people? We need Bear to do, we, mind, do, we need to do a, an actual study and go right. Okay, let's have a look around Australia. Bearing how in many mind, clubs, yeah. how many people are playing again? That's what Hockey Australia do, Hockey Australia are doing now with their centralised registration stuff. They're actually building a, a reasonable database and, and knowledge of who's playing the game here. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we, we play around with these numbers, these numbers. It's just bloody guesswork. And the, out of those 30 million, the amount that would pay to watch international hockey on a, on an app, let's say that might be the case. And it might not be. Um, it's minuscule. Absolutely well, minuscule. Matt, considering the country and we it, live in, we have a population under or closing in on the number of followers that the FIH claims to have for the game. Yeah, there or thereabouts. There or thereabouts. And this country of that many number of people manages to support at least two sports that have signed billion-dollar broadcast agreements. Just, that's and, just, for lo- and, just for the local market, though. That's, that's exactly the yeah. point. And... And that's spread across the country, and then there's cricket that gets another whatever wacko of it. Um, so we're talking a small community that has several competing sports can ge- still generate enough income to demand those sorts of, uh, you know, broadcast deals, etc., etc., and the amount of interest that's shown in the sports. So why doesn't that translate into the 30 million that are well, followers think- of hockey? How is this possible? How is where's our economy at? Well, who knows what Nagra and the deal may deliver to the FIH? Maybe it's like that Adidas partnership from a couple of years ago, which was a a partnership and there was no money that flowed in. Maybe we had a free kit. Um, and uh, I think I think it's good that we're look we're, we're looking to new markets, the new world, new media. How do we distribute the game? How do we get people involved in the game? But it always, always, always comes back to the fact that the people that love hockey, that watch hockey, spend money on hockey, are the ones that are playing bloody hockey or can't play play the game anymore, but they're still very much involved with, with clubs. And the actual fan base level of the game in the majority of countries, India is a bit different. You know, there's a lot of people that love the game there, don't necessarily play the game, but it's because... There isn't the opportunity to play the game at the club level or the local level. The thing that strikes me, Matt, is that essentially what this is is a um, a distribution deal. It, it it's not a production deal. No, okay. no, 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 so, no, no. That then they're not uh, they're not producers of content. I imagine no, the no, FIH no, no. will do the content, will they? Or, well, that or that begs the question: else. Who is doing and? And let's face it, one of the issues that they've had recently has been the standard of some of the... Well, backhand probably, bro- yeah, it's terrible. Um, so, I'm more worried about the standard of production than I am on which bloody particular service I can throw it out on. And I'd rather see great production values and two commentators on YouTube than have a, a, a separate entity that's just thrown out average half-assed production. But I worry about how do I get my eyes on it. 
Well, do you have to sign up to a particular... I mean, look, I've got nothing against the idea of having to pay to watch a certain level of hockey and knowing that I'm secured in that payment to get that level. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we did it here with with KO Sports. We've, you know, that's that's what we've done most recently to get our eyes on international hockey games on Pro League. It's the only way to see it legally in in our country. And if it's guaranteed live, I'm happy to pay for that. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, where you're able, where that you put that price barrier is going to vary from place to pay, place. And, and sport to sport. You know, how much is it worth? How much are you prepared to play, pay to watch yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah. Um, and to generate, to, to create that higher level of how much you're prepared to pl- pay to, pl- to watch <laughs> people play. Jeez, <laughs> I'm doing a great job of this, aren't I? I can't, I but, can't, uh, I can't wait to, to you start <laughs> playing hockey again. I mean, play, play, so. play, but, <laughs> play. but the, the the higher that level reaches, yeah, yeah. okay, the the more money the game's going to be able to generate. So, how do we generate the interest in people who play hockey to watch hockey? But you can't draw, yeah, of course. But you can't draw blood from a stone. But so what are people prepared going, to pl- pay keep to going watch? Back to the whale. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to spend ten bucks on that. But am I p- prepared to pay fifty <laughs> cents? To watch the stream of my local hockey club. Can play. you say to me, no? Peter Piper was prepared to pay to play hockey. Peter Piper picked a pick of pickle. No, pickles. Peter Piper was prepared to pay to play hockey. She sells seashells. Peter, by come the on, <laughs> come on, Peter Piper, do it. <laughs> you, do which it. One? Peter Piper was prepared to play. You're the one that's popping. Peter, Listen to Pe- you. Peter Peter Piper was prepared Peter to Piper. play. Pe- Peter Piper. That's was it. Prepared. You're not popping. Listen, you was say. prepared to play. Listen to you pop. To pay. Terrible. Terrible audio. Peter Piper. Peter Piper. Bad headset Peter. etiquette. You're popping. Peter Piper was pop, prepared. Pop, 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 Peter Piper. <laughs> <laughs> I got you confused now, haven't I? You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 146. You know you can join us on the social media all week long, 24-7. We're on there, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at the Reverse Stick. John, we're 70 followers away, subscribers away, having our own domain name, unique URL on YouTube. So if if, if you do YouTube, give us a little subscribe and... Uh, let us have something better than... Uh, do you want to know what our, our current one is, John? All right. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash U-E... Oh, sorry, capital U, E-R-R, lowercase x, one, uppercase yep. Y. There's about another 25 of these. We, I won't do that. But um, if you like us, then it will just be suits the reverse stick. It would be a lot easier. Oh, okay. Guess what? Almost a year, John, to the day... That's going to do my of, of our shootout competition. The one you cheated at? No. Uh, it's 11 months, actually. Um, it's but it's I will remind you every week. And no, I didn't cheat at it, but go and check it out. <laughs> that was for episode 100. When we come around... To 150. That's about the same. It's about a year. It's about a year. So I don't know whether there's 52 weeks in a year. It doesn't, doesn't stack up. It's 50 weeks in a year but by podcast standards. What, what I need is a yearly reminder of you cheating. Ripping me off from my Just check, rightful place. Check out the video, guys. No, I've got an intro. Here we go. 
John's Constitution Corner. Oi! Is that good? Is that good? No, Matt, I could get no, a sponsor. There is no Matt. There might be some Matt's missionary form. We might throw it in. Uh, um, we'll get but to uh, there. John's Constitution Corner. Yeah, John. Well, look. Should we do a jingle? I just did it. Was it? Way! Boom! Okay, that's the jingle, folks. Because okay. we said we were going to talk about constitutions and stuff. Because you, you, the, you, the question was the question was posed about being a member I, of the I, FIH. I was happy reading stuff from the 1950s, but no, no, it's fine. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, about being a member of the FIH. Yeah. So, are you a member, John? And then, hey, are you a member? No, Matt. What? No, I'm not a member you of the FIH. Last week, you said you were. No, I said I didn't know. That's why uh, we decided that we were going to talk about constitutions this week. We were going to call this the Constitution episode or some stuff like that. Not, who's, and, who's this we, white man? No. Hang on, hang on. We, white man? Hang on. When you... It's you. No, you said it. I just, I just agree with some... Just get on with it. Jeez. Oh, here we no. go, folks. Well, we're talking about a breakdown of communication here on the reverse stick. We we could have some serious constitutional issues ourselves. A lot of paperwork, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is all the bloody constitution stuff I had to print out. Mate, you so, pr- you've given me. Yeah. I've got a, <laughs> this is about sixty pages. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, after no, no. your usurpation of power, your consolidation it. this week in your in your role at the Fremantle Hockey Club, <laughs> executive <laughs> grab, he's given me the FIH integrity code with a <laughs> fact from the first of April 2018. I don't know if this is what, just one document or there's more. No, that's it. it. That's that's the integrity code. Fuck. It's pretty far-reaching. It's a few pages. I printed it out. It's all clean paper and everything. COVID-free. <laughs> um, I trained. I took some training today. That's not what yeah. Constitution Corner is about. Okay. Well, you can mention that later. You can mention training later. So you, we, we, it says only twenty-eight pages. It's a lot weightier than look, that. So. We're going, we're going to, over the next few weeks, talk about different areas of the Constitution and the statutes of the FIH and different ways it applies to us all. And just so we all have a greater understanding, Matt. And like I suppose we posed the question last week to each other, you to me, or however it bloody well went, about membership of the FIH and who can be a member. So, according to the FIH statutes, um, in accordance with the Olympic Charter, membership of the FIH is open to one national association for each country. In short, that means that if you want to be a member of the FIH, yeah. you have to be a national association. Of course you do. Yes. So you can't be a member of the FIH unless you're a national association. Much like you can't be a member of the, what's the GISF? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, International Sports Federation thing, which has got um, corf ball and floor ball and fist ball and hockey well, as, on, as, as members. Is real, what, what's it? Is fist ball like floor ball but with your hands? I, I'm not quite sure, John. But it's an, it's a member. Is it incorporated and, and, in Germany? And, and then, well, I reckon they they've got an office in Lausanne. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the point being that. You can't be a member of the FIH. No. As an yeah. individual, you or I, or anybody else, it's got to be a, doesn't matter a national who you are. association. 
you, you're a delegate to, you to or you're a you have to be a nation. But you're not you a member. A nation. No, you've got to be a nation. That's right. Yeah. Maybe Hut River. You could become a nation. You what? could have Prince Matt Province. <laughs> Prince Lennon, but he's dead now. No, but you could be yeah. just declare Hut uh, Nation, and then we could blah, have blah, our street and yeah, blah blah yeah, yeah. blah. And, and, and we have a hockey team. Yeah, I'd play for in, it in Hut River. And, what, and, and then we apply Matt well, River. Are we getting a new place? Yeah, well, we're all, we do follow the same rule. There's a way he got away. Just plug it out. I'll pay the tax. I'm not worried about paying the tax. Well, that's not. Go. That's not a problem. Okay, let's get back. So let's declare. So we can declare a, 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 a nation state. Yeah, but then there's other constitutional things. You can't just say I'm a nation and then you get in the FIH. There's other constitutional oh, areas. Okay. Oh. So you have to be incorporated into the country, and you have to... Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's not just oh, as easy so, as calling so yourself I, a state. So, 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 so you we, can't be no, as an we, individual, we can't, So we can't be... A, right, okay. So you're not a member. So that's, that's what got me started on this search through the Constitution, how things work, just so that we all know. And, and I, I have an admission, mate, that I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> so, you know, this is oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But well, excuse me. Yeah, you've been instructing me for two years on my divorce case. <laughs> what the? What do you mean you're not a lawyer? Well, I'm not. I'm not registered. Uh, no, no, I'm not a lawyer. However, I have worked in what are structurally very similar organisations as the FIH, vis-a-vis constitutions and stuff. And have been involved at the pointy end when these things go tits up. Oh yeah, you have, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and had had to deal with all of the different associated sides with these conversations, including the regulatory authorities that are supposed to have, um, you know, oversight of uh, these issues. Anyway, is that a good disclaimer? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you're I don't right. know everything, Sorry, but I have a fair I've got to, idea. I've got to be anyway, John, just, look, just to say, yeah. Is that Mason? Well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm watching, uh, hashtag, I'm, I'm watching man. hashtag, I'm Borrow at Home, episode 15 with Simon Mason, with, uh, Keely Dunn. How many fewer viewers is, uh, Keely getting yeah. than we did for the dice hockey? Uh, she got 73, we were, we had a, 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 a peak of 13, I think, so. But Simon's a high profile guest, uh, last week, uh, Ali Keo was fantastic, I actually watched when I got home after recording the show. Uh, After flying home from recording, I'm going to mute that. Okay, let's get back to this. So, looking through the Constitution, trying to break it up to parcel up the first of uh, John's constitutional corner, and break it down into little episodes so we can all understand how these things work and with constitutional confederations and blah, blah, blah. But one of the things that really caught my eye, really, really caught my eye, Matt, um, was Article... 12, ah, sorry, Article 11. Article 11 of the uh, effective from 3rd of November 2018 statutes is the foundation for the promotion and development of hockey. Uh, is that the Hockey Foundation? Well, FIH has founded the Foundation for the Promotion and Development of Hockey, headquartered in Switzerland. The purpose of the foundation is to promote and develop hockey throughout the world, especially as part of the Olympic movement and in collaboration with the FIH. The purpose, notably, is to develop the vocation, improve the quality of sport, encourage the growth of the sport, 
and lend assistance to organisations involved with hockey within the framework defined by the official bodies, in particular the FIH. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, why does that stand out? I don't know. Why does it stand out, John? Why does it stand out? Because this is a body the FIH has, has created, and yet no, no paperwork or no nothing else appears about. It's hard FIH. to find. It's hard to find out information about the the Hockey well, Foundation. Um, I, I, did, I, I, did, I did a search on the FIH.ch yeah, yeah, yeah. website and searched the Hockey Foundation. Now, there used to be a little section and, and some info on there. It may still be there somewhere, but when you search on their bar, the Hockey Foundation, it takes you to one article about New Zealand and the Hockey Foundation they have in New Zealand, which is a separate entity. Well, it led me on a search because, I, what, you know, I gathered together all of the, the different FIH documents regarding the way that things yeah. are supposed to work and, and t- members' not, rights. It's, and in, it's not yeah. new to us, though. We've talked about the Hockey Foundation before and its place. Yeah, but now now I was trying to find out more about the Hockey Foundation. Because and David was... Barberney mentioned it as well, well yeah. a couple of weeks ago with regard to ownership of buildings and uh, and and uh, where the FIH are housed. He, he did indeed. Now, so, okay, I thought I'll just look up the FIH or the, uh, look up the Hockey Foundation yeah. or the Foundation for the Development and whatever else it was called yeah. um, on Google and find out and I'll be able so, to get... So you put in the Hockey Foundation? I tried several different variations. Of well, you know, well, you, know you, you put the Hockey Foundation, the first four things that come up are thehockeyfoundation.org, which is yeah, yeah. ice hockey. Uh, but I was putting in the yeah, whole Foundation yeah. for the Development of and blah, blah. Right, yeah. As well, I tried several variations, and basically I came up with not, nothing at all. Uh, nothing as far as... Um, try it at home, folks. Con- articles, or the, these are our aims beyond a paragraph somewhere. Oh, we're promoting the development of hockey, and rah, rah, rah. Okay. A, web, a website, John, to take to the Hockey Foundation? Well, there, there, there was a couple of articles, Matt, that appeared. One... One was about um, the appointment of the very first chief officer. Is that the, is that right? Executive Matt? director. Executive director of. Um, uh, I do believe I have it. No, that's no, uh, April the nineteenth, twenty eighteen. FIH Hockey one. Foundation appoints first executive director. Yep. Uh, the appointment was made with the intention of creating a new strategy and fundraising activities to enhance the provisions of the Hockey Foundation and the development projects it will support. The Hockey Foundation Foundation was constituted as a Swiss foundation in 1985 with the aim of supporting the FIH in enhancing the quality of hockey worldwide. Since 2012, when the FIH made a considerable financial contribution to the Hockey Foundation following the London 2012 Olympics, efforts have made to increase its activities and its independence. Mm. Over the past few years, the Hockey Foundation has been focusing on expanding development programs via the FIH Hockey Academy, whilst it has also been a key partner of the Hockey Museum. It's also undergone process of updating its statutes to enable a more dynamic structure and undertaken a feasibility study on the functioning and role of successful foundations. As a consequence, the current foundation board, led by President Leandro Negre, 
and of which the FIH President Dr. Narendra Drav Batra and the FIH CEO Tira Vialorex Officio members came to the decision to appoint its first executive director. Mike joins the Hockey Foundation from the International Olympic Committee Sports Department where he's been responsible for the IOC. This is Mike Joyce. Uh, no, blah, blah, blah. Obviously worked for the FIH okay, beforehand. We, we'll just stop at this point. Yeah, okay, it's important to note at this point that's, that, that, that... There's the mention of the Hockey Foundation on the FIH website. Well, there is virtually... Oh, believe me, I've spent hours looking. For information pre this date on anything to do with the FIH Foundation or anything... Okay, now we know from speaking to Dale 1985 it started, and in 2012 there was yep. a significant investment in the foundation from the FIH post. And they've always yeah, owned the building. Uh, now, the, yeah, the, the, well, it's something to do with the building when the base was in Brussels, the, yeah. the building was owned there, and then... There's the, always been property the, invested in the, yeah. in the foundation now, with how, how that property's moved around and etc. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's an update to that story. So okay. we know very, very, very little about the foundation other, other than it was just used as some sort of building landlord. I don't know. Well, no, I've, no I've, uh, there's obviously something... Within Swiss law and 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 yeah, but this so is before when they were in Brussels. But, they weren't Swiss. Okay, law. But, I'm not saying anything no, no, no. wrong with it. But, but, but you know, the, the foundation. No, the there. foundation is there. Look, at our club, we've got a, a, a separate the Kevin mm. Martin Foundation. We've got a foundation there, which is a um, kind of a fundraising organisation, a little bit separate from the club that can put money in as and when it needs to put into it. And you know, that, I think there's a. In West, hockey, hockey in Western Australia has got something similar. That, yep. you know, it's, there's cool. maybe some you know, tax advantages for a, a, a charity-style organisation. Okay, what date was that? 2018. Uh, the the article I just I read out then. Yeah. Uh, April. Um, yeah, April 2019. April. In October 2019, Liam Morgan. Inside the inside. Uh, uh, the games inside uh, inside the games. Biz yep. posted a story. The International Hockey Federation president Narendra Batra has succeeded Leandro Negre as head of the governing body's Hockey Foundation. A spokesperson for the FIH confirmed Batra was elected to the position by members of the Hockey Foundation's board. He takes over from uh, Negre, the Spaniard who led the FIH from 2008 to 2016. Um, he presented his resignation in 2017. He is no longer president of the FIH, but it was rejected by Batra, allowing the Spaniard to complete a full four-year stint in the role. Um, that was in the Hockey Foundation. This was yeah. in April this year, did I say? Not no, April. Not this, not this year. Uh, October 2019, so late last year. Um the Hockey Foundation bolstered its operations with the appointment of Englishman Mike Joyce as executive director last year. He joined the Lausanne-based body from sports development at the International Olympic Committee. So when did... Uh, oh, we should also mention the Hockey Foundation and the FIH agreed to develop a joint global development strategy in June 2018 entitled Hockey 2024. I think we've spoken about that before, Matt, <laughs> which was launched at the FIH Congress in New Delhi in the following November. 
Um, one, one thing I did get a little giggle out of when I read through, uh, I was looking for these stories, because there's very few and far between stories about this, is the comments page, which printed out without me wanting it to print out. <laughs> um, I just wanted the story. I didn't want all the three other pages of bollocks that goes along with it. But I got the comments page tacked right at the bottom of it. And uh, uh, one one comment about that story on Inside the Biz. Are you, you going to be balanced about this, John, or are you going to pick yeah. your favourite out? No, this is there's only one comment on this Inside the Biz ah, story. Right. It comes from someone calling themselves the Observer. Right, okay. Just looking, just looking, mate. The Observer. And the Observer says, looks like this clown has found another circus. He's been watching. Um, very prescient, like three years before the fiscal responsible Friday. Uh, very. I'm, I'm just wondering. Two years. Do I can be in town, David? <laughs> Down to back with the computer. And there he is. Was that off, David? Was he playing on that machine again? Uh, we'll find out. We might get a message. No, we might do. Um, anyway, so that happened in whatever date I happened to mention before, 7th of October 2019, so yeah. a few months ago now, that whole hockey... I don't like the way stuff. you say 2000, I don't like, you said two, 2020 last week, I don't like it. Don't okay, well, bad luck. Uh, I don't like it. So, okay, I've got that. The, the, that's one bit of information I managed to find out. There's a blog from Ashley Morrison that I got some information on, mm. from. Uh, there's that other story that you read out. But apart from that, there's there's no link to anything that gives you any idea of what the foundation really does, what statutes they the, have. But there used, what, there used to be like a two-paragraph thing on, on the FIH website. It's, it's got to be buried there somewhere. But if you search the Hockey Foundation on the FIH well, website, yeah. it, does, it gives you one article. So, so I don't know. eventually I ended up on one of those sites. It, it's like oh, LinkedIn not, or whatever, but it's sites. one of those business sites where this organisation, blah, blah. You know, Crunchbase or something like that. Whatever it was yeah. called. And it came up with, oh, the, the Hockey Foundation, blah, blah, exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, there was a picture. No, it was of the, a sport development site or something. Yeah, yeah there it was, was a listing of sporting yeah, organisers of some sort. Of, yeah, yeah. There was a picture of the um, chief executive officer or whatever he was called, the my executive director. Executive director, and there was a website www. So there was a sub page on that site you looked at, and then it had a link to, to the, website the website for the Hockey Foundation. And the website is Hockey Foundation. Dot dot C H, H, which means did. it is in Switzerland. Switzerland, which of course it should be because that's the home of ho- hockey. Uh, the hockey, no, Naga is the home of hockey. Um, the Hockey Foundation. Okay. So you do a little search, John. No, well, all you do is type that in. I think Hockey Foundation. Yeah. All right, you do that. No, it's, it's just hockey. H O. Yeah. Uh, hockey. Hockey Foundation. Hockey Foundation. Dot C H. No, not not the org, John. Oh, that takes you to a, a nice org, hockey, yeah. that takes you to a nice hockey website, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, how embarrassing is that? If only, yeah, people, could, if only people could see playing, this right now. They're playing now. ice hockey though in a pretty icy place. Yeah, that's yeah. where you should be playing it. Uh, oh, wait a sec. I know. I need to go here first. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's sportanddev.org. Okay, and it's got organisation, hockey foundation, hockey and foundation. then in brackets, FIH. Yeah. 
uh, international organisation, a not-for-profit charity, NGO, INGO, sports club, sports federation, and there's an address there in Lausanne. Rue de Valentin, 61. Website. 1004, Lausanne. What, 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 hockeyfoundation.ch. So okay. click on No, this. no, no, don't click on that. Just oh. underneath that. People. It, it says people. And the people is? Mike Joyce. Yes. So we click on the uh, Hockey Foundation. Guess where we go? We get, we get it's to redirect to fih.wildapricot.org, which we spoke about last week very minimally. Um, and this is the FIH World Hockey Membership, membership page, Hockey Invites. Well, now, the first thing is, I've, I've clicked on a link to the Foundation... Oh, well, you the hockey to, foundation. You want to find out what the hockey foundation is all about, don't what, you? What I've turned up at is the FIH World Hockey Membership page. Hockey invites. Uh, Welcome to FIH World Hockey, a place to learn, share, network, and experience hockey. Now we've already learned earlier in this podcast that you can't actually be a member of the FIH. No, you can because it says FIH. World Hockey member, FIH World Hockey. No, 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 no. This is this must be a Hockey Foundation membership, not a membership. Oh, to oh the maybe FIH. it's a Hockey Foundation website. Well, because because that's what you link link to, wasn't? Didn't it? No. Well, it it nowhere does it mention anything about the Hockey Foundation. I can't find it, Matt. Look, the point of all of this is, if you search on Google and put the Hockey Foundation, you get a link to this page. But I've I've looked at this page. And I can't see any, any mention of the Hockey Foundation. I can't see any of it anywhere. It's got um, links and symbols from all of the five continental federations on it. It's got a lovely banner with FIH Live and FIH Pro League. Lovely links. Uh, links there is, there. It does say in the bottom, very, very bottom of the page in the right-hand corner, International Hockey Federation, yeah. just text, but no link there. No link, no. Um, there is a catalogue of address Rue de Valentine sixty one CH one double O four Lausanne. Now this is remember last week or so we were talking about conversations people were having behind paywalls or yes. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well this is the platform uh, for that. Hockey invites. The, the invite and yeah. they have FIH Academy events. So the FIH Academy is run by the FIH Foundation or the sorry, the Hockey Foundation. We know that, and they've been doing some great work. There's no dramas there. And they're running online seminars and all sorts of wonderful things. And Jerry's talk was part of one of those seminars. Yeah, and a, but a great opportunity to, um, to earn some revenue as well from, from the hockey community. You can join up as a member, Matt, if you like. Uh, we can see here that they've got coach memberships. from, And these are reasonable prices. I mean, 34 bucks a year. For what do you, what do you get? What do you get what do you, for your, as a coach? What do you get, John? You, well, what what you get is uh, you get one year's subscription with no automatic recurring payments That's nice. for active coaches at all levels, oh, no qualification required. Okay. Um, basically, that those coach member and officials uh, are all, all the same, same level. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-four bucks. You could be any nuffy, doesn't matter what. You click on one of those, you and get, bang your. And in. what you get, John, is a digital membership card. They're always useful. Does that mean if I click coach, it would come up as John Lee coach? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. John of Lee Plonker. Yes, yes, yes. Where's a Plonker? Online category. profile and learner tracking, discount on FIH Academy programs. Oh, you've got to pay for that. Uh, special offers from FIH partners and suppliers. What I find but interesting is I, the I, FIH licensed coach 
who having gone through the the whole botherment of paying for and attending all the FIH courses, then gets slugged another hundred dollars. Um, and and the same for, same same for umpires. Or yeah. Official. Oh, wait a sec. For coaches in FIH Academy level two or higher, qualification for a recognised equivalent. Oh, I don't even know what that means. It's a hundred bucks. You get you pay another hundred bucks and you get to say you're a FIH licensed coach on something. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. Aren't you already if you've done all the courses? Uh, whatever, whatever. It's um, we we're going to see this going forward, John. The whole integration of the membership to view, membership to um, do these online courses, and it's, look, I I think the online stuff has actually been a it's a benefit, and there are, there are real really good learning opportunities for people all all around the world. Whether it should be a, a cash grab from the FIH. At a time of desperation, is this a remit of the Hockey Foundation? Um, is well, that's what we but, can't find out. That's is, the whole is, point of it. Is this a vehicle of the Hockey Foundation? That's what I'd like to find out. What is the Hockey Foundation? If, uh, there might be absolutely nothing wrong. You read through all of it and you go, oh, yeah, this is perfectly exactly the way it's supposed to work. Well, John, I did a domain. But we don't know because you dem- can't find out anything. Well, I did a domain search on hockeyfoundation.ch because you can go, you know, well, that's listed as the. Yeah, but you can, but you, can get, you can you can come look at the Australian domains and you can search the reverse stick dot net mm-hmm. and it will link back to you and your name on there and we know that John oh, Lee yeah, John is Lee is the person that has the domain or might be either one of us or it be Matt Allen or John Lee has the domain the reverse stick because we're just a net. private little thing we're not it's a private it's, pri- it's private yeah. it's a private thing it's it's a hobby let's call it a hobby John. We couldn't do our hobby without our, our great partners out there, you know, Patreon supporters. Right. And then now we turn up as that website being, that web address well, being redirected to the FIH World Hockey Membership, which has, as far as we can tell, because there's no documentation or anything related to the FIH Foundation. No, it's the not hockey the FIH, foundation. the Hockey Foundation. Yeah, so it, it, this is branded as the FIH World Hockey Membership. You're Very not murky. joining the FIH. You can't, you're not a country. You, you could, uh, I'm not sure exactly how this works. It would be nice to see some clarity about how this organisation works and what it does considering. And, you know, why, and why no mention of the Hockey Foundation on this wildapricot.org site that, that's there, if, if that's the... The vehicle, the the model that's being used to to raise funds. Well, let's Trans- look at transparency, John. It, it comes back to it again. Let's Bloody look at one of the, the four tabs you have on the um, the FIH World Hockey Membership page. Uh, there's home, FIH Academy Education, uh, a joint, and the big picture. The big picture is Hockey 2024. Yep. Um, who is the architect of Hockey 2024, which we have spoken about on previous episodes of we, the Reverse Stick? We can pull the audio out, John. <laughs> <laughs> Where does, who's that might that oh, I just, mate, I just get bored of the bullshit and we get told a story and 12 months down the line, 18 months down the line, that deal's broken down. Nope. Somebody's pulled out of that. They've walked away from this. And people still continue in roles, and they roll on through with it into something else. Just do something that's bloody good for our game, for Christ's sake. What concerns me the most, though, is that the way it's set up at the moment, saying, we're doing this, here's our, uh, here's your membership portal, give us your money. And, by the way, if you go 
to the join page. If you click on the join page, it comes up with those um, different offers. We got, you know, coach, member, official. You can pick one of those, and it's the same amount of money, $34 US. Uh, FIH licensed coach and FIH licensed official can join for $100 US. For that, coach, no, member, just, and official... Just go and do it, guys. Benefits. Just go and sign up. You get up. the same go, benefit. <laughs> just go and do it, guys. Go, go, go and, go and sign up for it. Don't click on one of those options. Be part of the revolution. Come on, people. next, because what happens is it keeps popping up with this little mirror reminding you that you haven't yet completed your transaction with them. Do you know know how to shut down a browser? Yeah, I do, but the point is, it's this little thing, oh, you haven't, you've gone away from this page, come back and sign up with us. But there's nothing about who or what it is how it's organised, what its place is in the hockey hierarchy of things. I'm looking for the uh, Hockey Foundation, and I've come across this thing straight away asking me for money to join in. Uh, there's there's no governance things. It's the FIH, oh, sorry, the Foundation Hockey Foundation is supposed to be a not-for-profit organisation. Is it? Yes, I it don't is. know. Where's, where's the documentation well, on it? There's only these, these superfluous little blurbs we see on, you know, listings on, on, on the web about organisations. It, it doesn't really seem to have any home or place to go. Is I it, don't know what it, why does it exist. It's a mystery, John. Maybe over our constitutional um, well, here's the go, digging. Okay. Thank you for thank you for getting back to the constitution. Okay, because. We've we've said what under the constitution the uh, the statutes what the what the hockey family is uh, our hockey foundation is it's statute eleven um, we read that out get this that the FIH uh, the the fundamental purposes are to promote and develop hockey at all levels throughout the world in accordance with the rights and freedoms of the Olympic Charter without discrimination anyway everything that the FIH Hockey Foundation is supposed to do is already prescribed under the power of the FIH in their constitution anyway. So why is it there? So why do they need a, a foundation to do this stuff a, that they're empowering themselves to do anyway? It's a Swiss tax advantage thing. It's just no. Nah, there's something. Know. Look, from what I can gather, some of the a lot of those academy programs are well liked and people like them and all that. But I just can't help feel that this is an effort to slide in at a different level altogether than what the Charter of the FIH is to do. Well, you'll be pleased to know, John, that hockey is very well represented as IOC reveals commissions for 2020. Mm -hmm. Joining an IOC commission for the first time is FIH President Dr. Narinda Dhruv Batra, who has been chosen for the Olympic Channel Commission. Additionally, FIH Executive Board members Marika Fleuren and Tayab Ikram have been reappointed to the Women in Sport and Olympic Solidarity Commissions, respectively, with former Germany superstar former, former, okay, Maritz Furster, who has a player, uh, who has a player oh, uh, continuing his role on the Sport and Active Society Commission. Dr. Robin E. Mitchell, President of the Fiji Hockey Association and long-time representative of hockey with the Olympic movement continues to sit on the coordination for the Games 
of the Tokyo 2020 Olympiad. IOC members, election commission respectively, as well as partic participating alongside Marika Fleur. Fleur blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Um, the wheels on the bus go round. In a letter to IOC President Thomas Bach, Dr. Batra, who became an IOC, IOC and a member in June 2019, expressed what his gratitude shush now, for, for selection. I am deeply honoured and thankful to be appointed as a member of the Olympic Channel Commission and happily accept this appointment, said Dr. Batra. It is a matter of immense pride to further serve in the IOC in this additional role. Can I have a, another hat, please? No, he didn't say that last bit. I made that up. Did you? That's a pity. That would yeah. have made a good headline if he had said it. One more hat. It's just another shallow, callous joke on our behalf. Well, there you go. Look. How hard the bloke's working. It's tough at the top. It's tough at the top, John. It is. I mean, fair credit to him. Don't you see? Yeah. Come on. I'm serious. Mate, I'm, I'm flat out doing what I do now, ch chatting to you every week. I'm glad that bloody... Dice craps all finished. <laughs> um, yeah, that was your idea. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Okay, we've had a bit of a whinge there about. Yeah, look, there's a new ten, look, there's a new ten year Nagra deal thing for the thing and all that thing. Fantastic. There's also a new. If you can explain to us stuff more about it, that we can explain to other people more about look, it. I got get in touch. I got excited Especially about the foundation. I got excited about the the chat pre-launch of FIH.Live and about the capability. Yeah, and I did. I remember. And, I th and we were a little bit cynical, but I was also, nah, come on, let's give it a go. This sounds good. This could be something r really good. I couldn't give a stuff about this announcement because I, I, I just feel it, um, we're two years away from a failed promise um, at, at very best. And this is a 10-year deal that's been, that's been signed for it. So it's a little bit scary, but I, I don't know. Just while we're at it, can you explain to people the Annoyatron? Because I might have heard okay, it going so about bzz, bzz, bzz. So about three years ago... How often uh, does it go off? I pull it closer so I don't know. Really hear it yeah. this time. It's 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 annoying little sort of um, a, a puck plastic disc. What? But it's two, pretty two, much indestructible, isn't two, it? Two, inch, like two inches high. Yeah, no, it's a solid little. Twice as indestructible kit. as the black box in your. It's got a tough magnet on the back, and you, you can press it for about five or six different regular um, mobile phone noises, so like a a, a vibrate sound or. Some of the more well-known text message um, noises. Anyway, this thing is, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. It was dropped at my place. Yeah, about three Not years dropped. ago. No, it was deliberately placed, it was placed. Deliberately placed <laughs> at my place to try and annoy me. I found it pretty quickly, but it had been used a couple of times before and I'd heard stories about it. I'm going for revenge. I'm going for the long game. The bloke who dropped it with me. Griffin. The heck, oh, the Griffin. Griffin not that, the Griffin, yeah, Griffin Fatguts, yeah. Oh. yeah for, the, for the long, for the long term listeners, Griffin Fatguts left it with me. I've had on to it. He's just done his fiftieth birthday today, and I'm catching up with him on Monday. It's going inside his car door or behind his fridge or whatever I can do. This thing's coming back three years on the Annoyatron. There you go. 
And you'll hear more from the Neurotron <laughs> shortly. Um, what else have we got? Will. Oh, jeez. Did you know the, the, the FIH had way. an environment policy? I trained, I trained today. Some boys trained. I hit a ball. From Did next you? Saturday, from next Saturday, yeah. full contact. We're on. Uh, uh, it's uh, on like Donkey Kong. Have we heard any whispers about when games may be scheduled? The league, the league is set for 20, the weekend, 26th of June. Yeah. Last and weekend we'll in June. And senior hockey will play. Uh, the little kids, the... Yeah, but we'll the, run in what format do they say? How, will it run? Uh, tw- a 12 season game for you. 12 game season. Uh, yeah, no, 12 season game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 12 season game. Yeah. Good. And um, ten minutes each each way or something. Twelve yeah. seasons <laughs> in one game. <laughs> nice. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that's good. So I better start thinking about picking no, up a well, stick again. From next Saturday. Well, yeah, I can tackle. Today, so I can today, tackle you can tackle. People. Yeah, yeah. What was funny? Oh, what was I'll funny today? You. I set a drill up with six of them in a elongated box, three um, three sections, and I put. Alex Walker, he, he straight away he went into the middle section. That's your that's your zone. You can't, obviously you can't move yeah. out of there. What's he do? First time oh, Walker the tackle, Chases. tackle, bang, straight into the boat. <laughs> Set outside of his zone. <laughs> we are physically distancing, boys. Come on. Don't, yeah, look, I, that's why I would not participate in the next such a he, he, he was fine after that, but the very first yeah. opportunity. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll get one in early. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get away with it. This will be the only tackle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll get it. Oh, look, it's, and, and we should, while we're talking about how lucky we are, to be looking at the prospect of getting back and playing again. Oh. You know, those in different areas of across the globe that aren't able to you know what I'm looking at now? On my screen, I'm closing this down. Australian Government Department of Health, Aspen Medical, Certificate of Acknowledgement. This is to certify that Matt Allen completed an e-learning course in infection control training COVID-19 on the the 29th of May, which I've had to do to go down and run the training session today and then take the register of the names and addresses, emails, phone numbers, of those that have participated. Um, that's, that's the process for the for the physically distance training that's happened today. Next week, I'm at, all that's going to stay in place, but we can hit hit each other. I'm, I'm, I've, I've really got to start, say I'm extremely proud of the dedication you've shown towards making sure that things stayed the way that they should stay during this period of time. As as an official club representative, even though you're not, you just I'm not made sure many, that your consolidation of power will continue. I've not made many friends though, by by just trying to make sure that we're on the right side of things. Because I would just hate that we are the people that would stop all sport across Australia because we got too close. I wouldn't worry, mate. You're a prick before. Well, thank you for listening to episode <laughs> four six of the Reverse Kick Global Podcast. This has probably gone on far too. Do you press record? Oh, fuck. No, you have. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, folks. If you do like the show, please do tell your mates, like, subscribe, and do all that sort of stuff on the on the, the podcast apps and all that sort of we stuff. We didn't even have to go with the Matt's Mystery Files tonight. No. 
Uh, no, drop. We'll drop one at the end. We did. We did one with the Push Past Pundits recorder. Okay, earlier. yeah, we'll drop it. So at the end of the show, we'll do a little special um, Matt's mystery file from India. Yes, with star of the FRPL final, Dian Chand. He, he did tremendously well, and Balbi Singh. And let's give a shout out to Balbi Singh yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. We don't really do the, the obituaries and all that sort of stuff on here because otherwise it would be the, the full show the hockey people dying every day um, and that's what they're on much um, like this podcast yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay back on track <laughs> let's get back on track raise your adrenaline level folks listen to the chat Wait, with no, me here no, at Jazz no. Break it's yeah, coming no, out check out. Yeah, no, check out the next Push Pass Pundits but no hats off Balbir Singh hockey legend Yep. Um, yeah, a, a real loss and a real gent, gent of the hockey family. And of course, he's got all those goals. Yep, he does indeed. You uh, don't, I don't, he does. Oh, well, it's time to ramp up this music. Although, I've got an idea for you, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking. Always open to ideas, John. I'm thinking of registering a, um, an internet address. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm thinking something like Pro League 2022. Well, we, we, no, no, save you money. That won't happen. I'm Manpreet Singh and you are listening Push Pass Pandit. That's right, indeed you are listening, listening to... Push. Oh, hello, Push Pass Pandit. He's keen, he was back for more there. Um, the Indian Hockey Podcast, a slight change of tact. Now, um, gents, you know that we do another podcast, the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and we've been doing a little feature recently um, called Matt's Mystery File, looking at some snippets from history and some older magazines and things like that. And, uh, and I also started doing a bit more research, and I've found this beautiful little article from the Rodney and Otamatea Times in Watamata and Kaipara Gazette, apologies to the New Zealanders here, from New Zealand, from the 5th of June, 1935. And it's an interview with Dian Chand, and it's uh, highlighted or head- headlined, Some Words from the Greatest Hockey Player in History. Dean Chan, the greatest hockey player in history, is once more in New Zealand. Boys with bent sticks knock jam tins along back streets and mutter his name as a charm. Asked by the New Zealand freelance whence came his almost supernatural control of ball with stick, Dean Chan said, I first played hockey when I was 12 or 13. Before long, I was able, as are most of the players in my neighbourhood, to run round the hockey field with the ball balanced on my stick not hitting it into the air and catching it on the stick again, but balanced without moving on the flat of the stick. He was then asked, did you practice other departments of the game apart from actual play? Of course, I would place obstacles to the left and right of a line of advance and would see how much I could increase my speed without failing to keep the ball passing round every obstacle. By the time I was 15 years of age, though very small, I was a very good hockey player. 
In fact, I think I was a better hockey player when I was 15 than I was when I came to this country first at the age of 18. At 15, the Indian Army people saw that I was a good player. They played a good deal of hockey, and on account of my ability, I was able to secure a post in the Army as a clerk. I am now a sergeant. As he said that, uh, Dian Chan's little figure, which is always erect, took on just a slight touch of authority. Asked for a sketch of his hockey career, Dian said he was now abroad for the fourth time. He had played in many parts of the world. What was the finest match you ever played in? I have played in many interesting games, but I must confess that purely from a hockey standpoint, the best games I have had have been in India. The greatest game I ever played in was when Bombay Customs, all Indians, played our last unbeaten Olympic team, and we were unable to do better than draw with them. There are other teams in India today just as good as this one we have brought with us. I think there is no doubt that India is the greatest hockey country in the world. What do you think of that? That that sounds really nostalgic and um, almost took us back to what we never got a chance to witness. And uh, beautifully described, especially his um, when when he mentioned about his being a sergeant now and his body erecting a little bit more. So and 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 him saying that the last Olympic medal winning team couldn't get past the Bombay Customs and had to draw them tells a lot about the skill of uh, Indian hockey players from that uh, from that era um, from where we could have three, four Indian teams that were equally good to win an Olympic medal. So that was the kind of talent we used to have and now we are playing catch up. He wasn't a, a big man though, was he? In, in, in the sense that he didn't have a huge he wasn't six foot four and two axe handles across. He he was well, quite a diminutive. Jam, Jam, Jamie Dwyer esque, I would think. Yeah, but car- obviously carried a lot of um, personal weight, if you want to call it that. Yeah, that is true. Uh, uh, I mean, like like Matt mentioned, very Jamie Dwyer esque in that sense. Uh, and it's it's fascinating that that you bring this up uh, this week, Matt, because uh, a lot of us actually have been. Uh, talking amongst ourselves, debating who was better, was it Dhyan Chand or Balbir Singh Senior? And uh, when you when you read uh, when you read articles like these, when you read these interviews, uh, you do realize what Dhyan Chand did, did in fact in in that generation in in that time era uh, was indeed supernatural because uh, it was all learned by himself. Uh, there wasn't any formal coaching provided to him. There wasn't any external support that we see with players these days. Uh, but then also you have uh, someone like Balbir Singh Sr., uh, who's, who's, I wouldn't say as far as, I wouldn't go as far as saying equally good, but uh, yeah, he was damn bloody good as well. Uh, I mean, when you look at that era of Indian hockey and uh, the way they played, the way they conducted themselves on and off the pitch, uh, it's just, uh, it's extremely nostalgic, as just Pete said, and something that we might never see again uh, as much as we want to see. Uh, that That's the sense that actually you get when you uh, listen to these kind of interviews. When, when I hear you guys talking and, and read the reports and... You know, the stories, especially recently with the passing of Balbir Singh. Um, it, it, it makes me feel like I've, I've really missed something, but also that, um, you know, it, 
uh, Dean Chan especially is almost like a Bradman-esque figure. These guys stand out as being heads and shoulders above their contemporaries, and their contemporaries are bloody good. That is true. That is true. And and uh, uh, it just uh, I don't know. I don't know how to kind of sum it up. I'm struggling for words actually over here because uh, uh, I mean you you look at a lot of uh, videos, a lot of uh, written material about these players today, but uh, it is extremely unfortunate that uh, you know for the generations that are coming into hockey now that are take, that are that are being introduced to sport now for them uh, the relevance of these these players uh, even Janssen for that matter uh, i mean today for example obviously he is regarded as the best uh, indian hockey player of all time but to many uh, it it doesn't ring a bell i mean i was i was extremely surprised when a friend uh, messaged me the night balbir singh passed away and uh, she just asked me who was he and why is everybody mourning his death yeah yeah what well, and that's sad that's extremely sad yeah um, it's it's something we you know we're quite keen on on trying to get the stories out there of some of these former legends of the game um there's there's a guy in from from england called stanley shoveler um that from 1908 through to he he, he played in uh two olympic golds you know played international hockey for about 20 years and nobody knows you know, knows the guy at all and it's exactly the same as you say with with dean chan and of course, you know, a, a very sad week for Indi- Indian hockey and for world hockey with Balbir Singh passing this week. Jazz, for those that don't know him, you know, Mahir said, you know, people should know about it. What what should we know about Balbir Singh Sr.? Balbir Singh Sr., of course, as Mahir mentioned, was one of the greatest uh, hockey players produced uh, to play the game. But... Um, as you, as he also mentioned that uh, Dhyan Chand was uh, indeed the greatest hockey player ever to play uh, the game, uh, especially from India. Um, but if you would want to know Balbir more, I think you would want to divide Indian hockey era from pre-independence and post-independence. Yeah. So because Dhyan Chand used to play pre-independence. And uh, Balbir made his name once India got independent. He made his debut in 1947 uh, when he went to the uh, Ceylon with the team, now now Sri Lanka. And uh, then the next year um, he made his debut at the Olympics. India beat Great Britain, their former rulers, on their soil in the final. Um, and Balbir scored two goals uh, uh, from that. And before that, interestingly, you must have read by now... Uh, the Britishers refused to play India, one, because it was their colony, and second, because of the fear of losing, because the Indian players were so good. But then uh, India India left them no choice. Yeah. They reached the final, Britain made the final, and if they don't play, they forfeit the gold. So they had to play India and got beaten. So, 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 so Balbi uh, Singh also, um, very often, uh, whenever I met him, uh, used to mention about that moment when uh, the tricolor went up uh, at the Wembley and uh, um, the emotions that ran through all the players, especially because it was the first time the Indian flag was being hoisted at the Olympics. 
despite them winning a gold uh, under the Union Jack before. So, so is, is, uh, is, is there a place in, in cultural history there in India? Is, is, is that a potential defining moment? It, it definitely is, but I'm, I would agree with Mahir here that the youngsters don't relate to it anymore. It's, it's more the people who, who are connected to the game, who have played the game or who are following the game for the last few years, the fans of the game, uh, who like to know the history uh, of, of the game as well as especially Indian hockey. They, they, they relate more to it and they are more saddened by the loss. Because I was not surprised when he mentioned that someone uh, messaged him and asked why uh, everybody was mourning his death. Because who was he? So that's what I'm saying. Uh, the youngsters who are not connected to sports, especially, they would not know. Um, but but since before India won the 1983 World Cup, if I can relate it to that, hockey were uh, hockey heroes were the actual sporting heroes from India, because. Until 1980, we had an Olympic uh, gold with us. So, but once uh, India became a cricketing nation, when Kapil Dev and his boys uh, won the 1983 World Cup, uh, the game, the game got a push uh, like never before, like no other sport in India. It became commercial then in the 90s through Jagmohan Dalmia, and then there was no looking back. And while hockey was continuing to play catch up, because it came on the astroturf. Um, the rules got changed and the players became fitter and faster. Uh, India adapted to those things a little later. So that's that's where um, cricket went past India. But coming back to Balbir, sir, of course, um, it's a loss. It's an irreparable loss. Something that we uh, that that will we will miss often forever. And uh, another thing that I was talking to one of the journalists from uh, uh, Holland. Uh, a few days back, and he said that uh, he was talking to Sifan Veen um, a few days back, and he was remembering his uh, meeting with Bulbir sir at the 2013 Junior World Cup, uh, where the two very uh, fondly talked and said that you scored three goals in the. Uh, Sifan Veen said that you scored five goals in the final. I scored three. You have three gold medals. I have two. So you obviously are a greater player than me. <laughs>